Hi, I'm Isaac. I'm Brandon. I'm Caleb. And I'm Ryan, and we are the King's Advocate Podcast. Um, we're, we're back for another episode. We want to make a quick disclaimer like we normally do, that uh, we're not scholars or, or experts or anything. We are just four friends talking about about the Bible and trying to learn more. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about a pretty, uh, pretty basic psalm. We're going to talk about Psalms 1. We're gonna talk about the whole chapter. It's only six verses, but I feel like even the first like couple verses are are really full of of you know great information that we can we can take a lot out of. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. I think that this book is kind of like a it's 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 a whole lot like Proverbs because it's a comparison. You know, it's a it's a if you do this, then this is gonna happen. But if you do this, it's you know you're gonna have the complete opposite happen. And so. We'll just go right in. We'll jump right in and uh, start reading Psalms 1 and verse 1. It says, uh, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Um, so he gives three you know, three scenarios right there, that, uh, or three, three situations, I guess, that are you know, really good advice on how we should live our life you know blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly so i want to talk about i want us to discuss that one first what it means to walk in the counsel of the ungodly versus you know walking in the counsel of the godly and and really you know all that means is are we taking advice from people who are godly people or are we taking advice and following advice from people who are uh ungodly you know those that's uh there's there's going to be a, a big difference in quality and direction of life in in those two things and um i think that's that's what i want to i want us to consider and, and talk a little bit about uh first so brandon caleb isaac do you have anything to to add yeah <clears throat> was it um was it samuel's son that was to be king and he told him to go to the advisors for counsel and instead he went well he went to the advisors and they told him be kind to the people and he went to his friends wasn't that solomon's son? was it i think it was, it was solomon's, solomon's son solomon's son okay so uh, you know he told him go to these advisors and, and he did and they told him to be nice to people uh and to treat them well and he went to his friends and his friends said teach them all a lesson and be really evil and mean to everyone and he listened to them instead um when he could have listened to the wise, godly counsel, and instead he chose, you know, lower, foolish counsel, and, and that uh, led him to be a terrible king, and it didn't only affect him, it affected everyone that he was under, the whole nation. So I think that's a pretty good example that we have of exactly what you're talking about. I, I th What happened to him? Didn't he, like, get assassinated or die really young or something like that? Um... I don't remember. Do you remember, Isaac? Not off the top of my head. I don't remember. Yeah. I, Rehoboam is who you're talking about. Yeah. Is that the same story that has Jeroboam? No, uh, Jeroboam is a continuation. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, he was the one who lost control of the northern tribes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great example. I mean, he was. I mean, he was a terrible king, and you know, he was not a good guy. 
But he was, I mean, he was cursed due to Solomon, though. Right? Solomon, or God told him that his line would no longer be continued after his son was king. They well, would lose the no, nation. he told him, he told him that he was going to allow him to keep a remnant of the tribes because of David, his father. Mm-hmm. He told that to Solomon. But Rehoboam was really the, the reason for that because he was such a terrible king. But, I mean, you know, his his very first act, what, like you I mean, that's, that's such a great example. I can't believe I didn't think of that. But his very first act was to listen to his friends instead of listen to the people who had served under Solomon and possibly under under David as well, two of the you know the two the two great kings of of Israel. You know, I guess you could say Saul was a great king, but I think David and Solomon were were better kings objectively. But you know, he goes and instead of listening to the people he should listen to, he listens to his friends who are just as young and foolish as him, and as a result, he you know. He becomes one of the most hated kings and one of the most, yeah, what's the word? Not, uh, oh shoot, I can't, I can't think of the word. It's like being, um, being famous for a bad reason. Oh, uh, infamous. What is that word? <laughs> infamous, yeah. Yeah, he became one of the most infamous kings of Israel. So, I mean, <coughs> the quality of advice that we follow and that we take to heart is, is really important. Well, I think the... Because in my Strong's Concordance on my Bible, if I tap on it, it says that that word blessed translates to happy. And whenever, and happiness, and whenever you said that he became one of the most hated and infamous kings, that's the opposite of what he could have been if he had chosen to, um, to get counsel from the people that were offering him good counsel and wisdom and things like that. He was, I guess, leaving behind happiness that could come from that and instead went to something that made him like you said hated yeah and uh you know i think i think we have to we can put some parameters on this we can say you know like i don't think it really matters if you take advice on where to buy car parts or you know where good places to look for a lawnmower or you know simple mundane stuff like that i i don't think it really matters as much you know who you take your advice from, but when you're talking about like how how you should live your life or difficult situations that you find you find yourself in, and you don't know how to behave, like I'm not gonna probably turn to the people that you know I you know the people who who don't follow God and who I don't know very well. I'm not gonna turn to those people. The people that we need to be turning to, the people that we should turn to, are those who who we trust. Number one, well, actually not number one. Those who we trust, yes, but those who follow after God's will, number and, one. And those who have been through whatever it is that you're trying right. to get through. So it's probably a be- the better idea, you know, instead of doing what Rehoboam did, you know, go to people who have no idea what they're talking about, who are, you know, just as, as about the same age as you and have not been through the experiences that, uh, you know, they, they need to have to offer wise advice. You go to somebody who's older and wiser and has the same values and has lived the life of a Christian so that, you know, they can help you understand what you should do to get through the hard situations in your life. It doesn't have to be necessarily someone that is just older than you. Right. But I, I completely understand what you're saying, but it can be somebody around your age or it could, you know, in, in situations, it could be people that are younger than you in certain situations. It, it just depends on that person, but of course, going to people that have been through what you're trying to 
get through and seek advice and wisdom from, you know, that's pretty good idea to go to people that have been through that. And that usually is people that are older than you. More experienced. Yeah. Isaac, do you have anything to add to that? Iron sharpens iron, so sharpens the countenance of a friend. That's the the only thing I could really think of to add to that would be, and I can't remember where that is, uh, or if I'm even saying that right, but iron sharpens iron in the same way uh, someone who has experience, who's wiser, who is a counselor to you will be that sharpening tool for you. And sometimes a sharpening tool can be used incorrectly or the wrong kind of tool can be used and that just dulls whatever you're trying to sharpen uh which actually kind of a neat segue a little bit but not not a segue but like a neat little plug the uh, brother cousins actually talked about this last month uh when they were talking about knives and blades and things like that it was a one of the concepts they talked about was if you use a sharpening tool incorrectly or use the wrong one or you don't know what you're doing you're going to end up dulling your blade instead of sharpening it in the same way you could have a wicked, ungodly counsel and it does more harm than good. Yeah, another verse that comes to mind is, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 15.33, evil communications, corrupt good manners. Yeah. Did you have that down? I, I have that down. I feel like that's probably you know one of the, uh, you know, one of the most famous verses we use when we talk about you know who you go yeah. to for advice and stuff like that, but it, it's very true. You know if we're if we're listening to evil, you know evil people or people who are sinners or people who don't love God and don't know God, we're gonna we're gonna get advice that most likely leads us to a, a situation and we're in which we're not respecting God, we're not showing God honor, we're not loving God the way we should because you know out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You know if we have to be careful about about who we listen to, who we who we take the counsel of. Because, you know, if somebody gives you advice, you know, unsolicited, it's not necessarily bad for them to give you that advice. But, you know, what he's saying here is walketh not. You know, you can hear all the advice in the world, but you have to choose what advice to follow. You know, because there's going to be, there's going to be times when people, you know, encourage you to do something and they give you advice on what to do. But it's our choice and we have to be the one to discern between what is good godly advice and what is advice that I need to do pretty much the exact opposite of. You know, we have to be we have to be the ones to discern that and, and be the ones to make that decision. That can be that can be kind of tough. But uh, but it's important that we we do our best to distinguish because otherwise we're you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have a harder time in life and we're gonna have a harder time serving God. And uh, he and then he goes on to say, Standeth not in the way of sinners, which is which is a, a different situation and it's, you know, the way I understand it, standing in the way of sinners means I'm not going to frequent the place, the same places that sinners fr- frequent, you know, and obviously there's, there's going to be some caveats to that. You know, I, I go to work and I work with a lot of people who are not in the church. In fact, there's not a single one who I work with, who work with, who is in the church. Uh, but I have to go to work because I have to provide for my family. I'm going to go to the grocery store and, and pick up food so that I can eat. There's probably a lot of people who aren't in the church at the store. You know, there's there's going to be places that we have to go to sustain our life and to provide for our family and do what we need to do. But I think what he's talking about here is more where do I spend my extra time? You know, I don't think he's talking necessarily about 
about work fully. I don't think he's talking about the grocery store. I don't think he's talking about, you know, like school even, places we have to go. He's talking about where do we choose to spend the time that we have free or extra? Where do we choose to spend that time? Because if we choose to spend that time, choose to spend that time in the way of sinners and, and with sinners, our life is going to naturally be harder. I mean, it's 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 a lot like how we choose not to, uh, you know, we choose not to take the counsel of the ungodly, or we shouldn't take the counsel of the ungodly, because it's going to lead us to a place we shouldn't be. If we spend a lot of time, all of our extra time, or a decent amount of our extra time in the way of sinners, with sinners, doing things, you know, that we shouldn't be doing, we're, we're well, even if we're not, even if we're there to not, even, sorry, even if we're there to just spend time with them and not partake in the sinful activities that they may be partaking in, we are still going to find it harder to resist those activities. And we're still going to find it harder to resist sinful behavior because we're spending all this extra time just so that we can hang out with people who we maybe like. And, and those are, those people are not, are not good influences for us. You know, evil communication, corrupt, good manners or evil, uh, Evil communication. Yeah, evil communication. Yeah, yeah. Evil communication corrupts good manners. It's it's true in in the advice we take, and it's true in uh, evil conversation. Evil conversation corrupts good manners, right? Because I'm pretty sure it's. I'm gonna go look because I gotta be sure. I think that's two different translations. The word he uses doesn't actually mean you know physical. Like, <clears throat> one second, let me go look. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard it. Isaac said it was the difference in translations. Oh. Evil communications, yeah, yeah. And what translation is that? It's King James. That's what I use. So yeah, uh, communication just means like companionship or or intercourse, like you know discussions. Mm-hmm. But really, what it means is like um, you know the way you live your life. That's who, that's essentially what it means. Who has the biggest influence on you in your life? It's gonna be the people you spend the time most time with. That that's true. But I mean, I can go to work for eight, eight and a half, nine hours a day, and the people at work aren't necessarily my biggest influence. That's a good point. Because <clears throat> I'm choosing not to have those ungodly you know, conversations with them throughout the day, um, but you know, I feel like the people that are the biggest influence in my life are the people here at church, or you know, my best friends, my surround, my, my, my inner circle, like around myself, and it doesn't have to be necessarily the people that you're at work with or the people that you're at school with because you have to be with them for a decent part of the day, every single day. Yeah, that's true. So you need to, I think a big part of that to kind of counteract that is to find not just like one person or two people, but like a group of people that can be a good influence on your life to kind of counteract that and overcome that. Yeah, because I mean, you know, we, we don't really necessarily want to... We don't really necessarily want to spend a lot of time around, or we don't want to let the the ungodly people that we spend our time around affect us. We don't like to think of them as influencing us, but the truth is, is that they will influence us. If I went to work every single day, seven days a week, and and spent all of my extra time with that group of people, I can say all I want. Well, they're not influencing me. I know that they're ungodly and that I need to live my life the way that God tells me to. They're gonna influence me, whether I whether I like it or not, or whether I say so or not. It's gonna happen. I mean, the 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 
behavior that we witness and that we are around does influence us in in some way you know and and like you said brandon we have to you know we have to i think it's i guess what i thought of was when you were talking about that is we need to influence them rather than they influence us and and you know we we can't we can't spend all of our extra time around people who are who are not going to be good influencers we need to be around people who are going to strengthen us in our faith because we do have to spend so much time or a lot of us have to spend so much time around people who who are you know they're not building us up they're gonna they're gonna tear us down even if they don't you know necessarily mean to some of them may mean to some of them you know take great pleasure in trying to at work some of them try to really want me to you know drink or cuss or or you know go places that i shouldn't go with them because they think that would be really funny they think that'd be a great game and you know some of them some of them don't necessarily mean to but just by their behavior they're a bad influence and i have to find a way to not only avoid that as much as I can, but also to counteract that with where I spend my extra time. You know, who who I spend my extra time with mainly. And when you think of that verse, 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty three, be not deceived. How it starts that, be not deceived. Because it's very easy, like you said, to think, oh, I can hang out with these people. Yeah, I can go to work with them and I'll be okay. I, I won't let them influence me, blah, blah, blah. Be not deceived because it can absolutely happen. And it will if we... If those people are the biggest influencer in our life, like you yeah. said, it says it will corrupt good manners. It doesn't say it might. Right. It says it will. And it's it's the truth. It will. You know, when... Isaac, you got me. Yeah, when... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, you talk about st- standing in the path of sinners. I always think of uh, Proverbs 7, when Solomon is talking about this guy that he saw that was going... In, in verse 6, it says... Uh, or excuse me, in verse 8, it said... or. Let me start in seven. It says, A young man devoid of understanding was passing along the street near her corner, and he took the path to her house. Of course, he's talking about uh, a harlot. He's going not to her house, but he's around her house. And it ends up with him actually being caught up in the lust of it and you know, indulging in the sin that he should not be indulging in. But the problem was not that he went. The or, Excuse me. The problem started when he was there. And... He was there. He was passing along the street. He was near her corner. He took the path to her house. So it started with he stood in that path. I, I, he was there, and he had the opportunity. But if he had gone a different way, he would not have had that opportunity. So that's what I think of whenever I whenever I think about uh, stands in the path of sinners is that you don't take that opportunity. You don't take that path. Yeah, provide provide no occasion for the flesh. I mean. That's that's why God. That's why that's why Paul wrote that. You know, that's why God communicates that to us. Right. Um, and then the last one that he talks about in that first verse is "sitteth not in the seat of the scornful." So I thought this one was a little bit. I, I wasn't hundred percent sure what it meant, and I'm still I'm still a little foggy on it. Like I, like we said, not scholars, or I'm definitely not. But I think basically what he's talking about here is he's he's just talking about people who mock things i mean that's that's what the scornful are is people who mock things people who make fun of things people who disdain things and uh he says that you know blessed is a man who who doesn't do that you know there's it's really easy i think for us to live lives where we we look at other people or we look at certain situations and it's easy to make fun of things i mean it is you know we're not supposed to be those people who just look at you know, hard situations in life or other people's lives and just make fun of them all the time. I mean, it's easy to do. 
and it's easy to get in that mindset of I'm just going to mock things that I don't like or I'm going to mock people I don't like or I'm just going to mock things, you know. But God doesn't call us to live that kind of life of, of bitterness because that's really, that's really the kind of life that you're, you're cultivating and you're developing if you're living a life of mocking everything and everyone who you don't agree with. I mean, you know, God doesn't call us to be complainers or backbiters or whisperers. He calls us to deal with the problems that we, we have, you know, face them, and also to live a life full of, you know, rejoicing and, and live a life full of hard work and live a life where even if we do have to do something we don't like, we still do it and we do it to the best of our ability. Is that is that kind of the, the understanding that y'all have of that verse? Because I haven't looked at that part super in depth, but that's kind of the understanding I have. So in this verse, I, I think of like, when it says walks in the walks not in the counsel of ungodly, stands in the path of sinners, sits in the seat of the scornful. So I see that as kind of a progression of, you know, I'm walking by, I'm not really doing it, I'm just walking by. Standing is like, well, I'll stand and watch, I'll stand and like see what's going on. And then sitting is like full on, okay, I'm a part of this now. That's kind of how I see this verse playing out uh, with the ungodly and the sinners and the scornful is like a slowly pro- a slow progression of this is who I am now. Hmm. I think that's a yeah. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I mean, it makes sense. It, it it goes through it, and like as it goes on, you're beginning to get more corrupted. You're beginning to have more ungodly things come into your life, and it's hurting you for the worse. Yeah, and and we're talking about the you know i guess the negative side of this in in a way you know we're talking about well don't do this don't do this don't do this but really what he's saying in this first verse is blessed is the man that doesn't do these things this man is you know this man is is blessed this man is happy this man has a better life than somebody who who does do these things everyone this is isaac from the king's advocate team just wanted to let you know that this conversation went a little bit longer than we were expecting, so we're going to have to split it into a two-part series. So be on the lookout for part two when that comes out in a couple weeks. Till then, you can continue listening to other podcasts such as The Brother Cousins, which I was actually a part of not too long ago in the beginning of April. So please go check them out, uh, as well as Scripture In, Scripture Out, uh, Let God Be True, uh, 15 Minutes and a Big Idea, and all those other podcasts. Until then, thank you so much for listening to the King's Advocate Podcast.